Welcome back, everybody, to Great Parachute Podcast. It's Emery and Gerard, and and we're here to do what we do best and talk about this job search craziness nowadays. And we had a bunch of episodes so far. This is episode five now, and so we're moving. And thanks for everyone who's listening uh, and who's followed. So pretty much you know where to get us by now. Uh, we're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. Uh, Spotify. Spotify. That's like number one. Anchor is like, shout out to Anchor. It's the best place ever. That's how we got this started. They're the plug, as the kids say. I think maybe that's not a good thing. I think that's connected to illegal activity. Whatever. They are. Um, <laughs> and, 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 and so we're at all those places. We're on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, at Great Parachute. And also, uh, if you want to get connected to us directly, email us at Hello at grayparachute.com. And also, I have my own uh, email address, emery at uh, grayparachute.com. E M E R Y. And Gerard, yours is. You can on? email me at Gerard, G E R A R D, at grayparachute as well. Guys, if you are enjoying this podcast, it sounds like I just went into full on like advertise mode. If you are enjoying this podcast, uh, by all Please means, like and subscribe. And also, email <laughs> us your comments and questions. Seriously, no, yeah. That, that, Please, definitely do that. Tell your friends. Tell your mom. Tell your dad. Tell your, your millennial friends looking for jobs. Uh, tell your your college career development. Career. I'd love to go to like Mo College and tell them how to get a job. Just look them square in the face. Like, look, happy only going to get a job. What y'all like to do? Just be straight with you. Just do it right now. Like, look, 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 look. I'm not, I'm not even an accountant anymore. Let's get it together. But anyway, uh, so definitely check us out. Uh, that. So that's how you can contact us as well. But... For this episode, I, I'm kind of going to drive this, this this a little bit more because, well, this kind of talked about what made me want to start all of this, this, this conversations about uh, what Great Parachute is and helping you find jobs. So this episode really is entitled, well, the focus is how are you applying? And when we think about looking for jobs, you know, we just think, oh, I need to look for a job. I need to apply. And, and, you know, yeah, that's that's right. You know, applying to a job, and I'm making an analogy right on the fly. Applying to a job is like making dinner for your family. You could make a simple hamburger helper. Like, I just got to make something and we done. And that's that can help. And the, the, the meal will be satisfying and it'll, it'll fill the purpose. Or you could be a little bit more gourmet. Think about, you know, hitting up Pinterest, looking up recipes. Mm-hmm going to Whole Foods or whatever sort of restaurant, Trader Joe's, get some organic, local, grown, something, something thing and and making this crazy meal, like, I don't know, some sauteed kale with a ricotta reduction. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> you, you, you can go in to make it a serious meal. And, and, and so this is kind of what, you know, we're talking about with this, this episode, like how we're going to apply. So... I'm not gonna put you on any spot. I'm not, I'll put myself on spots. When when we you know look for a job, you need to really commit to yourself that you're ready to apply to a job. When you hear that, Gerard, what do you think I mean? I think the initial idea is that like you have to be ready to say like I'm gonna look for a new job mm-hmm. and I'm gonna go ahead and submit my resume to everything that I find. Yeah. So I agree with that. So you got to be ready to commit to the time that it takes to apply to a job. It kind of gets me mad when somebody says, you know, I'm looking for a job. I really need a job. I'm like, all right, cool, cool, cool. 
so how many jobs you apply to? Well, I apply to like three jobs. I was like, man, you don't want nothing. Shut up. It's like you, <laughs> you know. So it's it's it, it it takes time to write up your resume or your multiple resumes. So you know, I, I'm trying to think of a specific job. Let's say someone wants to be an HR person. Okay, you're an HR person. But then, what industry do you want to be in? Right? What systems do you? So all right. So first of the industry, like let's say you want to work in food. Like I worked in blue apron, so that was a a food place. So I want to work in a food place. I want to make sure my resume focuses on food production. Um, but then on top of that, not only do you have that resume, maybe you know you look at the different type of companies that you want to work at. But then you got to think about how you can adjust your resume per company. So I'm not the biggest advocate of writing multiple resumes, but I, it is necessary because you want to make your resume uh, fit to whatever place you're you're applying to. So basically, you're saying that you have to kind of have version A, B, C, and D of your resume, or do you have to have that going into it, or do you feel like those versions come out of you responding to specific job postings? Exactly that. As as the job postings come, you're going to adjust the job, your your resume to that. And if we're not saying copy and paste, but if you know that one place is asking you for a specific system or a specific task and you did it, then you need to accentuate that on a resume. If another place is asking for a specific task, and you did that task, you need to accentuate that on a resume. Keyword being, if you did it, mm. don't lie, <laughs> and, you, and you didn't do it. Because I'm a pretty decent recruiter, so I can, can tell if someone's lying um, you know, for a specific task. Excuse me. So you want to make sure that you write up your resume to really accentuate the positives and the duties that you have. And you gotta take time to do that. You gotta take time to scan your resume, you gotta take time to make sure the font's right, you gotta make sure that there's no errors and, and um, just things wrong with the resume. So that's some time that you gotta commit to. I think that's an important point because I think sometimes people feel like they need to embellish, you know, or like kind of make things up on their resume just to, to suit, you know, the the possibility of you know getting into the interview chair but man that's so stupid to do is 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 you know why okay it, it's like being in a relationship and or about to start dating and you start just putting on this front of you know i do this or i've been to this place or my credit score is this number <laughs> and next nice. and then next thing you know you're with them and it's like oh no that was true you're a liar or you remember the episode of Martin? If 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 not Martin, Fresh Prince. If this is maybe in the the best episode of Fresh Prince, where he had uh, Gina from Martin on, he would he they went on a date and somehow he got stuck in the basement. He got stuck in the basement with her, and he sung a song talking about her. But you know he's dating anything. They went on a date and they're stuck in the basement. They 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 were cool. They were stuck in the basement for a couple hours. Next thing you know. She started to get real. She took off her nails. She took off took her contacts. She took off her hair. She had tissue padded in certain places. So it's like, don't don't be that that person at your job interview where you you pulling padding mm-hmm. <laughs> out of your resume. It was like, oh, how many people? You know, I mean, sorry, how many uh you know new projects did you manage? And you you lie and say like I I did a hundred and you really only did like ten. With like ten, you did ten projects with like I don't know ten deliverables a piece. Like that's not a hundred, homie. That's only <laughs> that's 10, ten with ten deliverables. Like don't lie. To, 
you know, don't lie to me, man. So you really want to be pretty careful of that. Um, and also, too, you got to remember that you're going to have to take time to apply. So you put time for the resumes, and you got to spend real time to apply. And it's funny, if you have a job, if you don't have a job and you do have a job, if you have a job and you hate your job, you need to apply like you ain't got one. And if you don't have a job, you need to apply like it's your full-time job. Sometimes you find that's really important. You might be applying to t- applying to jobs twice, multiple times. Like, look, do what you got to do. You got to you got to keep applying. So that takes time. And then if you're fortunate that you do apply to these jobs, then you guys take time to interview. Um, not, you know, it's really rough nowadays. Like my company has a big thing about a candidate credo. We don't want to have to make somebody come into office multiple times or meet unnecessary mm-hmm. amounts of people. But some companies don't give a crap about your time. It's like, hey, can you come back and meet this one person? Can you come back next week and meet this one person? Can you come back again in like a month and meet this one person? It's like, you got to be, hopefully you got that vacation time, you know, stocked up. Or or you can work from home or something that you can somehow take that time to do it. But like, it, it finding a new job takes, it legitimately takes time. A lot of time and a lot of patience, but people don't, don't think about it that way. But go ahead, Jimmy. I was just going to say, like, uh, Going into the interview, where do you kind of rank people doing research on the company themselves or the position? Yeah, so so yeah, so that's another thing too, taking our time to research the type of job that you want. So that kind of goes on my next point, and it is is with that point too, like where you need to assess like your skills, your strengths, and your weaknesses. You know that corny thing about what are your strengths and your weaknesses? Mm-hmm. We hate that question, but it's legitimate. You gotta think about yourself. If you know that you're good at, I don't know, let's say you're you're a programmer and or you know you're good at coding. Um, you know what language you're good at. You need to make sure you are you're applying to places that have a need for that. Or if this company's primary uh, scripting language is in the one that you speak, sure. You need to make sure of that because if you're good at C plus but they only use Java, you might be a little screwed. So you want to make sure that you're. Like you're applying to places that use the systems that you use, has the culture has or have have <laughs> it has the culture that you want, um, and it you know and and this is now we're gonna nonprofit, but you want to make sure that you're coincide with their mission too. Like if if you don't like banks because you know they're just all about making money, or you don't work for insurance because they know they're about kind of taking money from people and their payout maybe that'd be a great. Maybe that's not some place you want to work. Maybe you want to work somewhere that does food. Maybe you want to work at an entertainment company. You got to research what the company does and then also research the jobs that they have open and if you're a fit. That's kind of tough. If you're unemployed and you're an accountant, you're probably going to apply to every accountant position that you see open. But in line with assessing your skills, the danger in that is you may not have ever touched the system that they had and they have no interest in training someone. So a lot of times a person will apply to a job, you know, an accountant. Um, I use a very esoteric system that we only us use, only our organization uses, and nowhere else used it. I was finding myself being a little bit having a hard time getting another job because it's not yeah transitory. It's not yeah. So, but the fortunate thing is, like being in, I was in a very specific niche form of accounting where, so I realized okay, I need to apply to another place that does the same exact thing. So you really got to make sure that you're applying. To specific stuff and specific specific companies, if that makes sense. So that, that's when we really gotta assess your skills and your strengths and then your weaknesses too. So if you're 
not good at something, right? Like, let's say you're not detail-oriented or I don't know, you, you don't like a specific type of system. I'm going to use systems a lot because every single job, I know you, you're in, um, you know, you're, you're in a IT or the marketing per se, so you, everyone uses systems. I use systems as well. You know, you want to make sure that you know how to use it, but let's say what's, what's something that people that work with me can definitely attest. I'm not the most administrative of guys. Mm-hmm. Not I am not, you know, notes and stuff like that. I'm not great at my strengths are, you know, I know my strengths is relationship building and getting to know people. Like, what would you say, like, your strengths or weakness? I put you on the spot. Yeah, you really did. Do it. That's how you got to do it. Like, you know, you know, the thing is, you know your strengths. You know yeah. what you're good at. What would you say your weaknesses might be? One, just one, give me one. Delegating. <laughs> yeah. Oh. That's, that's one I've, I've worked on, but it, it was a big one for a long time. Check this out. So, an interview, in an interview for a manager job at my company, this woman, she was... She was good. She did well. But she said how her her problem is delegating. And I'm like, you're a manager. This is a manager position. You just deaded yourself. So maybe you're better off being a individual contributor than a manager. But I'm saying so like, so that. I think it's a skill that you have to, to hone in on because depending on if you've changed positions where maybe you were a contributor and now you are a manager or now you are a lead. Um, so you're talking about yourself and I agree with you but yeah, it's something you, you have to make the transition for especially when you consider that you know there may not have been uh, people or enough resources to take on every aspect okay. <laughs> yeah. so once you have them you know you kind of have to to overcome that uh, that hesitation to kind of let it go you know sink or swim type you know I, I, I do understand that and that's, that's kind of where she came from but if you know that that is not your strength now, don't go for a job that's going to put you in a spot that make you look bad. Oh, for sure. See, that's what that's what people kind of do. Like, I, I, I totally understand. I need a job. I need a job. I need to apply to everything. But you still need to be careful and smart about what you're applying to. So that, that kind of goes in line with the next point about, like, determining what you want in a job in a company. We talked about it a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. About, you know, I, neither of us are leaving their jobs, right? We're happy for now. But, like, do you ever think about, like, what I want out of your job? Even if you're content, do you ever think about what you want out of your job? Absolutely. All right, what? It, I mean, that's something you always have to think about because you always have to be make sure that it's being met. Fair. Okay. No, but what are the specific things you want in your job, out of your job? Flexibility, mm-hmm. um, work-life balance. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the to have enough room to be able to be allotted the resources you need to get the job done. Mm. Um, because that can, you know, definitely create an atmosphere of hostility and frustration when you know there's a lot coming in, but there's no way to process it going out. So um, I think that's important, making sure you're being heard and. You know, if you have um, a need for resources or if you just need to kind of work out uh, how to manage, you know, the workflow, that's important for me. Okay. So so for me, I'm very similar, right? What do I want in a job? Um, I, I, I care. Growth, right, in terms of being able to grow in a role, 
um, freedom in the role. Like, I need a manager who can let me figure things out and fail and then give me the room to succeed. Uh, like you mentioned, the flexibility. I kind of I can't be micromanaged. Um, we all have a number, what we're looking for. We'll talk about that later in another podcast, mm-hmm. actually. Um, so, yeah, very similar. But then, two, what do you look for in a company? I'm not going to ask you because that's probably pretty, pretty t- tricky. But, like, I look for stability in a company. I want to see how long the company's been around, what the company's been doing, how the company has grown, uh, how the company treats their employees. Shout out to Glassdoor. Appreciate that. To tell me all the sort of reviews. Google's doing a good job of building out that as well. Like, we want to know what this company's about, how long people have stayed, like, the longevity of individuals, the seniority of individuals, the turnover. Like, you want to determine those sort of things because those are the things that, that make you feel whether or not this, somebody, this is the place you want to be. If you notice that people only stay for a year and a half, what does that tell you? Either people get burnt out or they get bored or they get fired. So you want to look at all of those things. You want to know what you want in a job and what you want in a company. So when you got all of that, what you want, you know your skills and your understanding that you're, uh, it's going to take some time. Now you got to start targeting specific companies, right? You got to target the companies that you might be interested in. Everybody goes for the for the famous ones. Everybody goes for the Googles, the Facebooks. That, and that's for the, the uneducated. Those are the ones like, I just know that name. I'm going to go there. But then when we think about not just company, we got to think about industry. What if there's an industry that we like? Uh, what if it's uh, surpri- like surprisingly people like logistics? What if it's a logistic organization you want to be part of? Mm-hmm. I like food. I, I know what food organizations I would want to be a part of. So we got to think about that. Like what type of company um, that we would want to target? What industry specifically, and I don't care who you are, the closer you live to work is a blessing, right? Oh, that is key. So, like, now you got to give yourself a radius. Like, I, I legitimately gave myself, like, maybe a 25-mile radius for work. Like, I'm not going more than 25 miles because remember that snowstorm we had recently? You were, if you lived 25 miles from work and you lived through that snowstorm, you weren't going home that night. It so, was a wrap. It was, yeah, so, so we got to think about, like, okay, look, I'm willing to go 25 miles. What company is in 25 miles? What companies are 25 miles away? Okay, cool. I know what type of companies are here. What industries are 25 miles away? Okay, they're all in this sort of area. And then what company, I'm sorry, what industry and what company are is in a certain region? So, you know, we're, we're, we're based out of Jersey. So if we alienate people with that, I apologize. But let's say all the companies that we kind of really like are in Parsippany. Or they end up being in Bridgewater. Or they're in Weehawken. Like, and you know what's really funny about the, the, the three towns I just listed? I just listed towns with very specific industries. Mm-hmm. Weehawken, uh, financial, Parsippany, um, a lot of pharmaceutical and food. Bridgewater is, uh, Bridgewater is an amount of places, but like, but like, so, so, or if you want to go to like close to the water, like Elizabeth, heavy on the logistics. True. So like, so if you go Brunswick side, more food. So, if you, you know, so again, we're Jersey. I'm not trying to isolate, but, you know, what I would actually ask if anybody who listens to us, listens to out of state, give us some insights as what's what type of jobs are in, their, in your area in your, and tell us, like, what type of companies you work at. But we got to think about that. Like, so if you know you want to do IT for a food-based organization that's 25 miles away, most likely you're driving down one and nine. It, it's yeah. just... Like you kind of have to target that. So once you get that in mind, so 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 we listed all of these things, right? We listed that you're going to take some time. You know what your skill set is. You know what you want in the job. You know what company. You know where that company is. What do you do next? You start applying like there's no tomorrow. 
you start attacking it. You start going at what you start going into the same sort of places that you like. And and the best way to think about it is that applying to jobs is a numbers game. I'm trying to think what game it is. Oh, I love basketball. We play basketball. We like basketball. Yeah. Who's a good shooter? Uh, that's a dumb question. Steph Curry. Curry? Right? Yeah, right. It's a dumb <laughs> question. Good shooter. I think he's at like 40% for a three-pointer, which is crazy. But you know, no, better number. Better, better, better sport. More people are familiar with baseball. You know a good hitter is at, is at three, like 30% hitting? Like, that's a, that's a, like, if you hit 30, like, 300, you are making a couple hundred million dollars a year, which is great. Yeah. So, for every 10 times at bat, you only hit three times, which is, just seems absurd. But the payoff is millions and millions of dollars. So if we think about our jobs, applying to jobs, this is the number I tell everybody. You apply to 100 jobs. You might get correspondence from 20. Half of that correspondence is positive. Now, so that's definitely an attack strategy. It's not a low number, but it just makes sense. And we got to think about you're applying to those 100 jobs. Let's say, let's say in a month, right? Let's say you dedicate, let's say, an hour a day. Mm-hmm. To apply to jobs, in an hour, you know, thank goodness, like indeed, in, like indeed, apply. You can apply to a job instantly. So, like, so you can apply to like those instant jobs. Like, you do five of those in like five minutes. True, right? But then those those excessively long applications, where it's like, hey, submit your resume, and then you still got fill out pages and pages and stuff. Like those take may those may take longer, but you know, I, I guarantee you can fill out. If you give, let's say, an hour a day, you could apply to 10 jobs, maybe seven jobs in one hour. You give yourself three hours a week, three times seven, that's 21 a week, times four weeks. You could apply to 80 jobs a month, depending on your situation. Again, if you really need to get out, you, you, you got to look for a job for, you know, there are three types of candidates. There's a passive candidate, the ones not looking. Actively passive, you're not really looking, but you're open to new things. If something better comes along, we always looking for that bigger, better deal. And then finally, actively active. Like I'm about to get fired, I'm about to get laid off, or my company's closed and stuff like that's happening. Like that's you know, gun it. You know, so so you know, if you're one of those actively active, that eighty a month is a reasonable number. Um, and so that's how you really gotta attack getting those jobs. You really gotta attack applying the jobs. Like you don't you don't have a job like it's a, it's your part time job like I la- it's your night job like it's your second yeah, job like you sure. you really have to do it now what what is your your say on keeping track of all these jobs right because mm-hmm. you like let's say you you gun it and you attack and you send out you know your resume to a hundred jobs is there any like rhyme or reason in keeping track of these jobs you keep a spreadsheet so that yeah, way. Yeah. When they reach back, you actually know what they're talking about and which job this was. So, fortunately, what I, I so I, I actually that's a great point. I didn't do that. When what I did do, so you know, I, I had a different point where I would apply to everything, and then once I started realizing I didn't like that, I started applying to specific places, um, and then I would develop a, a spreadsheet or a Google Keep, which is a like a notes a notes uh, tool to keep track of the companies that I applied to. So. I, I, you want to get to the point that you're applying to things that even if you don't know they are, you can
can speak to the companies to the role. Like you want to try to remember places that you apply to. So you said, so you said you could have three columns of uh, places I have applied to. You know, it could be X, Y, and Z. Um, you can make a separate column that says uh, organ companies that have declined, and another column that says companies that would like to have correspondence. And you can keep on adding columns of next steps of phone screening, interviews, um, offer. Like you can keep adding those steps and keep adding those points so that you keep track of it. But developing a spreadsheet to keep track of places you apply, I think is a great idea, a great tool. I mean, I can show you my Google Keep of places that I reached out, and I could I have a list of places that gave me offer or places that were interviewer. And, and something I like to do, I've accepted a job, been on my job a year and a half about. I still have that list of little places I reached out to. Like, mm -hmm. I still never forget those places that gave me offers. Because if something ever happens, I want to, I can still reach back out to them and say, hey, you remember me, right? You wanted me then. Nothing's really changed except for more experience, so maybe I would get that now. Um, so that's a really great point. I never, I, I, I never thought I'd notice I did that, but, but it's a really great point to have that sort of spreadsheet. So thank you for that. Yeah, that's a that's a great idea too. Like you said, if you really built some type of rapport or a network by somebody, making sure you don't lose that um, that reference point. You know, it's also too about when we talk about with networking, right? You apply to a company, maybe look online and find who the job poster is. Not maybe do it. Find who the job poster is. Usually, the job poster is the recruiter, but sometimes the job poster is the actual hiring manager themselves. So send a personalized message explaining why you reached out to them. I'm interested in your company. I'm interested in the position. I think I'd be a great fit. I'd love to take a couple minutes to speak to you and um, to tell you why I'm a fit. Most times they're just going to say, well, go ahead and apply. That's the process. Sure, sure, sure. Still send that message and apply. And then after that message, express why, you know, after, why you're still a fit. And I'll definitely apply. I'd love to take some time to talk to you. Like, it, don't be creepy. <laughs> um, you know, but but it doesn't hurt to connect with these people. And you know, nothing frustrates me more that people don't take these steps. They just apply to a job and say, Oh my god, no one got back to me, I don't know what's going on. When I realized this person only applied to like five jobs and they and that was it. If you really want it, you really gotta go for it. Yeah, absolutely. Now, okay, so let let's paint the picture. So you've done the attack strategy. Yep. You've applied to the hundred jobs. Um, you kept track of uh, all the jobs that you applied to so you can keep some type of sanity in terms of following up. Now, let's say you get a response from one of the jobs and you get called in for an interview. Mm. What's the main step next? I don't know. Segue into the next episode, man. So we have all of those tips on you know, how you should apply and how you should attack. And hopefully all of that yielded some good results. But next step is preparing for the interviews. Like what types of strategies, what types of interviews, uh, how interviews are different for, per each company, large or small. Large, I said large. Large or small. And then how you should approach each one. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a game, man. And it's a fun game if you, well, it's not fun when you're looking for a job. But, but once you understand how to, how to network it, it really becomes like a, you know, like a, a game of war between you and these organizations. So hopefully what this this podcast can do is help you win that war uh, just a little bit more. So I definitely think that's uh, on the goal list, being able to do that. So thank you again for joining us on our episode, How Are You Applying? And we hope you definitely were able to pull away with uh, a couple of tips, a couple of uh, notes, and uh, some, some good uh, check marks to be able to go through the process a little bit simpler a little bit more focused to be able to 
make sure you're mounting yourself up for that attack. Um, and make sure you always realize it's a numbers game. And the more you do, uh, the more the residual benefit can be. Right on. So thank you again for joining us. I'm Gerard. And Emory. And this is the Gray Parachute Podcast. Take care, everybody. Have a good one.